News Talk 1110-993 WBT. Talking about the border, a little bit about fentanyl, talking about uh, impeachment, but also Attorney General Merrick Garland has assigned the U.S. attorney in Chicago to review documents marked classified that were found at the Penn Biden Center for Diplomacy and Global Engagement. The PBCDGE, or as I like to call it, the PB. It's in Washington. Two sources with knowledge of the inquiry told CBS News the roughly 10 documents are from President Biden's personal stash. No, it's from his vice presidential office uh, at the center. CBS News has learned the FBI is also involved in the U.S. attorney's inquiry. We'll get into more of that in a moment. Let me get to some of the callers who are hanging on the line from the last hour. Hello, Don. Welcome to the show. What's going on? Yes, hello there. How are you? Well, I had a I had a question about the border. Sure. Um, I don't understand why. I watch these videos on TV. Uh, I guess they're drone videos of uh, these airboats running up and down the Rio Grande. Mm. And I understand that the center line of the Rio Grande is the United States-Mexico border. So when those when those coyotes bring those people across, why don't we take those people into a custody? Into custody, those uh, coyotes. They when they break the they're breaking the law by coming here, and uh, we could just leave. Then we just we, sometimes we help them unload the boat or whatever. I don't think that the co- I don't think that the coyotes and for folks who aren't aware, like namely like lefties uh these are not like animals there's aren't these aren't the like the coyote the animal like the dog thing these are people that well, act I know as they're people yeah i, I know you do that, but they call them coyotes correct yeah. i know you do don you used it correctly but there are literally people that i've had discussions with and so they, and they don't realize like there was some famous one who put on twitter why are these yeah. why are these animals bringing people across like like no it's they're literally people that are bringing people i don't think the coyotes actually cross over the border. I don't think they actually make it into America for precisely the reason that you just said, that they don't want to get taken into custody. Well, is the center line, is the center line of the United States and Mexico border the center line of the river? I be, yeah, I mean, I believe that's correct. I don't know in all uh, uh, the entire border. I don't know. But I, I think that they are uh, astute enough that they don't cross themselves. They, they, they take the people up to where they can get them, and then they say, now just walk across. And usually yeah, our guys will be on our side, and they'll just be there, and they just take them all into custody if they're there. But a lot of times we, we don't have enough personnel to, to even pick them up, which is the point of the wall. Well, I watched, I watched a video just the other day of, a, of a, this uh, drone, I guess, was following the airboat down the river. Yeah. And when he got down to the river, got down to the end, and the airboat turned around, this guy, this this person mm-hmm. uh, was bringing these people across, and the airboat just sit there, watched him take them to the bank, and then he started back, and they just let him go back. Mm. If he crosses that line, we ought to be able to take him into a custody because he's the one that knows the shallow places in the river. I agree. To bring them across. Yeah, he's a human and, trafficker. They don't always come straight across. They come on an angle. They know where those they know where those crevices are in the river that that uh, that they can walk on and not drown. Right. So arrest these people, 
so they can't go back and just bring another group across. Mm-hmm. I know they may have another coyote over there, another person to bring them, but if you arrest these people when they cross that line, then you leave these people without knowing how to get there, they're not going to come. Well, so yeah, I... Oh no, Don. I I agree. I mean, I, I think though, if they're walking on foot and they cross into the uh, into the states, I think that they should be able to be apprehended. I agree. I appreciate the call. Uh, now, I'll tell you what the argument is going to be from the other side. Will be that if you take them into custody and now nobody knows how to get across the river, you're going to have a lot more people drowning on their way here, and that's going to create a humanitarian crisis. And we're going to see videos and pictures all over the news of the people who drowned, particularly the kids that are trying to get into America, right? All because I mean, we send the signal that, you know, the border is open, you can come. And that's what drives a lot of, the, because if people thought they could not get in, they would not make the journey, right? Mike, welcome to the program. Hello, Mike. Hey, how you doing, Pete? Hey, I'm good. What's up? Uh, look, uh, one thing, you made a statement a while ago that is uh, not totally true, that uh, people get hooked on other drugs, they start out on opioids. I am a pain patient, will be for the rest of my life because of an injury I received at work. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I belong to an out, uh, a group called uh, Pain Matters. And uh, the opioids are not what is causing all these deaths and it's not what's causing. I didn't say it causes. I didn't say it. Well, I didn't say it causes all the deaths. I said a lot of the people that get hooked, because somebody asked, why would somebody get hooked on fentanyl? And I said a couple of reasons, right? One is that it's laced in drugs. Another is that people get hooked on opioids or heroin, and then they progress to fentanyl. So there are all, all sorts of reasons. Right. Well, getting past that. All right. Joe Biden invited these people to come. Hey, you listen to when he was running for office and at his first couple of speeches as president. He invited all these people to come. All right. His family has been given over $15 million by anonymous donors. He has also been given millions of dollars by the Chinese and by the Russians for what? Absolutely nothing. He pulled out of Afghanistan, left millions of dollars, uh, equipment, guns, and everything else. He actually helped the Afghanis, uh, you know, by leaving all this stuff. No, the Taliban. He helped the Taliban. I don't think he helped the Afghanis. Yeah, I don't think he helped the Afghanis very much. I think he helped the Taliban with leaving all of the equipment. Yes, that's 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 my point. Maybe yeah. I used the wrong terminology, but the Chinese, you know, moved right in and took over that Air Force base. Mm-hmm. Biden has done nothing but help the Chinese. Why is he not being charged with treason? Because what he has committed is treason. Who would who would bring those charges? Yeah, what that that's what I'm about. Congress. Do you think that so what? Well, to answer your question, the Democrats in Congress are not going to charge a Democrat in the White House with treason. The most- I understand that right. perfectly, but we, you know, we're we're not just got. We don't only have Democrats in Washington. No, as of as of this week, that is true. But nobody else can. If you're saying that they, you want him charged with treason. That's where that would come from, and that's why that hasn't happened, if that was what the point of asking the question was. Now, you got Republicans that are in charge. I would submit to you that they're not going to charge him with treason either. I suspect they would probably first go for an impeachment uh, versus a treason charge. Okay, look what the FBI has done. Mm-hmm. You know, they helped put him in office. Mm-hmm. They, You know, they made a deal with 
uh, Twitter and probably Facebook too. Mm-hmm. Why? Why has something been done by the top brass? But done to the top brass of the FBI. So, well, again, because the people that were in charge of holding the FBI and the intelligence communities accountable for those types of transgressions, they were the ones that benefited from those transgressions. So they it was not in their interest to do anything about it. Now you've got a new Republican Congress. And in fact, yesterday they created uh, a church style commission that's now going to uh, investigate the abuses of Americans at the hands of the federal government. Well, and something needs to be done. Well, that is being I done. I would, yeah, I would say, like, look, I'm right there with you when it comes to complaining about stuff. I am very adept at it. I have spent a long time complaining about stuff and asking the questions you're asking. But I also recognize when we get a win. And I think a lot of people don't recognize when they get the win and in politics, but also in all things in life. And so sometimes like recognize, like take yes for the answer. Right. We got a win on this. They're going to investigate. Now, I don't know if that means that we get some satisfaction out of it at the end. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But right now I'm going to take the win. I'm going to be happy that someone's looking at it. I'm going to be happy that we've now got people that are going to examine like you got a guy who filed an uh, impeachment articles against the DHS Secretary Mayorkas. That's a win. I'm going to take that. I, I appreciate that. Right? Well, thank it's not, you. Have a good day. Yeah, Mike, I appreciate the call. No, it's it's good. I think there's a there's a, a tendency, particularly in politics, where not only do we see the other side as always like being together and they have a plan and they're all in unity on stuff and they, they're ruthless and all this. Like, we always see the other side. Uh, not, not we, but I hear it from both sides. I hear Republicans say it about Democrats and Democrats say it about Republicans. And I think it's kind of true sometimes and not true other times and just depends on the situation and the people involved and that sort of stuff. But I also recognize when when you get a win, when when you get something you want, it's not a treason charge. I don't think that's realistic. But I am happy to see that we're going to get an impeachment effort for the DHS secretary. Does it go anywhere? I don't know. Talk 1110-993-WBT. Go over here and get uh, Tim on the line. Hello, Tim. Welcome to the program. Hey, how are you doing? Hey, I'm all right. What's up? Um, I'm, I'm in Tucson and uh, spent a lot of time on the border and I uh, talked to numerous agents down there and uh, they pointed out, I had the same question and they pointed out some, you know, something that should be obvious. And that is that the cartels who run these or- these operations are uh, ruthless and uh, heavily armed. So uh, it's kind of a gentleman's agreement. Uh, Border Patrol agents do not take coyotes that cross into the U.S., and the cartel won't kill border agents. Hmm. Uh, and also, uh, yeah, if you do run into... One of the problems they would run into if they're trying to apprehend a coyote who was armed, well, then you have a shootout, and you could possibly end up killing migrants. Right, a lot of innocent so people. A safety yeah. concern on that part, also. Interesting. Right. Well, uh, yeah, and it's, the problem I see it is like what you've just described is like this is your, the feeding of the alligator with the hope that it eats you last, and. Uh, I don't see, uh, like right now, with the amount of people that are pouring money into the cartel coffers with their uh, desire to get across the border, 
Uh, and so you have all these people that are just giving them more and more power and money, and they're consolidating that power. Whenever, whenever a confrontation occurs, it's going to be worse. Yeah, it, it, it's not going to end well. Yeah. And, uh, and, and they're overwhelmed. So, you know, yeah. the focus is put on just getting the people and uh, bringing them and not causing any further trouble. Right. It's a sorry, sad, it's a sad state of affairs, but that's just the way it is. Yeah. I wonder, how about this? All right, I'm just spitballing ideas here, okay? Just throwing this out there. But how about this idea? Maybe we take some guns and we allow them to get purchased, like with straw purchases, and then send them over into Mexico, and then we could track them. How about that? You like that idea? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that sounds like some junior surgery. Right there. <laughs> that's right. Jim, I appreciate the call. Thank you. All right. You have a good day. All right. Yeah, that's good information. Uh, this is Guy. What's up, Guy? How are you? Welcome to the show. Well, good afternoon, sir. How are you? Hey, I'm all right. What's up? Um, well, I just want to make sure that I, I helped you with something. Oh, good. Well, you know me. I love getting help. Yeah. Um, Congress has nothing to do with treason. You don't think so? Section Article 3, Section 3 of the Constitution. Mm-hmm. Treason against the United States shall consist only in levying war against them or adhering to their enemies, giving them aid and comfort. Mm-hmm. This is the only qualification. No person shall be convicted of treason unless the testimony of two witnesses to the same overt act or on confession in open court. Mm-hmm. Congress can set the penalty, but Congress doesn't have anything to do with whether somebody's charged with treason or not. Right. It can't change the definition. It can't create varying degrees of it. The federal treason statute, though, is 18 U.S.C. 2381. Similar language to the language in the Constitution features a five-year prison term and $10,000 fine. So you, there, there are multiple avenues. This question came up under Trump. This question came up when Trump was president and the left was trying to try, have him charged with treason. Correct. How does it happen? How, what's the mechanism? Who does it? It's unclear. This is, this is the problem. Any like two, any, any two legal citizens can go before a judge and swear treason charges against now, they've got to provide the proof, but that's why I'm saying Congress sets the penalty, but Congress has nothing to do with whether somebody is charged with treason or What not. court do they go to? Uh, you can start federal district court. Right, and, and, and why not a state court? Does that have to be a federal court? Yep, because treason is totally a national, or I'm sorry, I say national government rather than federal because we haven't had a federal government since Lincoln. But fair, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Because treason, because treason is solely a national government or national charge under the U.S. Constitution, then it can only be he- be heard mm-hmm. in federal court. Right, and so you would go to the federal court. You get two people, and they are witnesses to the same overt act. So, what's the overt act? Oh, I think if we had two border patrol agents sat there and watched uh, cartel people brought under, and that the uh, president had not instructed them to stop them. That's an overt act. That would be an overt act in committing treason. Yes. Yeah, okay. I mean, because good that, luck. That's, what, providing, good, uh, aid, that's uh, providing aid and comfort yeah. to our enemies. Right. So, yeah, uh, good Good luck trying to, to make that argument. I don't think it flies. I'm not a lawyer. Are you, are you a lawyer? No, sir, I'm not. Okay, I'm right. just a person who has spent 30 years studying the Constitution. No, I understand, but 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 that's this is my point. You, I mean, I've, I've read the Constitution. I've 
delved into various issues of the Constitution over the years of you know twenty years as well. I mean that's but it doesn't if the, if it was as uh, straightforward as you argue it is then why has it not been done? Surely there are enough people that would want to have the president charged with treason. If not this president, then darn sure the last one. So why were no charges ever brought if this is the simple process by which to do it? Well, that's why That's why I just want... I don't know, you, I don't know if you know, you and I have owned each other for 15 years now, yeah, 12 yeah. years, whatever, since you, were here, since you were here before. Yeah. We've been friends on social media for years. But I just want to make sure, because the more we have... The more we have people putting out there what it is, then maybe we get those two people withstanding who actually will show up in federal court. All right, but, but okay, but think about it. With all of the hatred against Donald Trump over the last six years, right? How is it that nobody on the left, who there are a lot of lawyers over on that side, right? How is it that they were not yeah, able? It, why this idea never once crossed any of their minds? If this is the the bar that is so low that all it takes is for two people to say, I I read the transcript of that uh, Donald Trump phone call with Zelensky, and uh, I go to court and I swear out uh, you know a, a, a charge against him. That's all it takes. Why why didn't two people do it already? Because you know there are crackpot lawyers out there on the left that would do that, right? Mark Elias would do you this. Would think. Yeah. So why not? Why hasn't that happened? I have no. I- I don't answer why not because that's conjecture. All I can say is that if somebody was to push it, I don't think there's any way it doesn't stand up. All right, I'm just, so I'm I, just want to make sure that people understand that that as the Constitution desi- defines it, Congress doesn't have to have anything to do with it. Right. So I well, con- well, it doesn't necessarily have anything to do with the Constitution allows Congress to set penalties. So it does have something to do with it. But if you but well, yeah. but here's right, but here's my 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 point is the asking of the why not because you know the absence proves the existence kind of thing where like the very fact that nobody has tried to do it even against someone that they that they had such animus towards in Donald Trump indicates that I don't think it is as clear cut as you say it is. I understand where you, I understand your argument. But I don't believe it is because I remember the debate when it was Trump. It's not as clear cut as you make it sound. But I appreciate the comments and people can do their own research on it. Here's talk 1110-993-WBT. I was trying to remember as I was talking with Guy, I was trying to remember because this did come up where people on the left were like, we need to charge Trump with treason. They kept saying it and they were like, on lefty Twitter, this was this was a real thing they wanted to do. And I remember tracking it down, trying to figure out, like, how does that work? What does it look like? Is it legal? Whatever. And so I was kind of going through it. Here it is. The Constitution National Constitution Center. They have a write-up on this, Article 3. And it says the court construed... So you got two things, levying war against the U.S., obviously treason, right? But the other one, and by the way, this was always, this was crafted with the idea being in mind that this was for an American citizen, not the president, although the president is a citizen, yes, but this was like designed uh, for for citizens, right, to talk about the American people. So the court, uh, or the U.S. Supreme Court, I think it was like 19, yeah, 1945, Kramer versus the U.S., uh, they looked at this Section three, the the treason clause, and um, they you got two components: levying war and then aiding and abetting, or aid and comfort, I should say, right? And the court construed 
on the aid and comfort component, because I think it's obvious if you're, you know, engaged in overt war, right, you're you're engaging in war against America. I think that's a pretty obvious case, right, uh, of, of treason. But for the providing aid and comfort, they looked at this in the Kramer versus U.S. case involved an incident, uh, the Nazi saboteur affair. Kramer was prosecuted for treason for allegedly helping German soldiers who had infiltrated American soil during World War II. In looking at the conviction, the Supreme Court explained that a person could be convicted of treason only if he or she adhered to an enemy and gave that enemy aid and comfort. The court explained, a citizen intellectually or emotionally may favor the enemy and harbor sympathies or convictions disloyal to this country's policy or interest, but... So long as he commits no act of aid and comfort to the enemy, there is no treason. On the other hand, a citizen may take actions which do aid and comfort the enemy, like making a speech critical of the government or opposing its measures, profiteering, striking in defense plants or essential work, and the hundred other things which impair our cohesion and diminish our strength. But if there's no adherence to the enemy in this, If there's no intent to betray, there is no treason. I think that's the key. This is why I asked Guy, like, why hasn't anybody done it? This is why, right? The absence of anybody pursuing this kind of uh, charge proves it is not as easy as I think Guy was making it out to be because he's just, Guy's looking at the Article 3, Section 3, and it's like, well, that's all it says, right? But there is Supreme Court precedence on this, and it says, in other words, that you have to have both concrete action and an intent to betray the country before a citizen could be convicted of treason. Expressing traitorous thoughts or intentions alone does not suffice. And in order to guard against the prospect that uh, that the government could use false accusations of treason against political opponents... Right? It says that the offense can only be proven by like an open confession in court or testimony of two witnesses to the same overt act. And so that language, the overt act requirement, it was designed to limit the kind of substantive behavior treason could punish. And so, you know, only conduct, not just expression. And to ensure that the conduct itself demonstrated a defendant's intention to betray the U.S., believing that no witness could meaningfully testify to a defendant's internal state of mind, the Kramer court made clear that the defendant's disloyal intent must be evident from the witnessed acts themselves. The government would have to prove that each overt act, quote, actually gave aid and comfort to the enemy. Two-witness requirement was geared to raising the bar to prosecution. And uh, while there's no dispute in Kramer's case that he had met with a man who turned out to be a German soldier. Uh, The court concluded the facts alone failed to establish that he had actually given the uh, aid and comfort. Now, the Constitution also narrows the scope of punishment. Final clause says Congress has the general power to establish the penalties. Uh, Congress may not, quote, work corruption of blood or forfeiture except during the life of the person convicted of treason. Uh, Corruption of blood is a reference to English common law, which meant you can't, you know, take it out on the family of the person receiving or inheriting property, that kind of thing. Um, So if you commit treason, your kids cannot be penalized for it. So I think that the bar 
is a little high. It's not just two people go two border patrol agents going in there and saying, "Hey, we're not allowed to apprehend these guys." That's treason. You 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 have to say what's the intent? Is the intent to help the enemy? Is the intent to help the drug cartels, for example? Because I think the like how do you get inside Joe Biden's mind on that? He could simply just say, "Well, no, I just think it's inhumane to let people drown in the river. Or, as the previous caller talked about, we have a deal where they're going to not kill our Border Patrol agents. So that's why I agreed to this policy. And now your treason charge just kind of falls apart. Because it's not an intent to help them. It's an intent to save someone else's life. So now it's not. So I don't think it is as clear cut. And I think the reason why no one has tried to prosecute, like Donald Trump on it, for example, is because... It's not as clear cut as that. Um, but what do I know, man? I'm just a radio host. <laughs> I'm not a lawyer. But I do like the Constitution Center. So uh, I do rely on them for that kind of stuff. All right. So the U.S. Attorney, Eric, uh, or sorry, Merrick Garland, a U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland, uh, has tapped U.S. Attorney in Chicago to review documents that were marked as classified that were found at the Penn Biden Center for Diplomacy and Global Engagement. This according to CBS News. Ten documents, roughly, found at Biden's vice presidential office that's located at the center. The material was identified by personal attorneys for Biden on November 2nd, just before the midterm elections. Surprisingly, this information did not get leaked. Isn't that amazing? Just before... The November 2nd election, this information doesn't get leaked out. The documents were discovered when Biden's personal attorneys were packing files that were housed in a locked closet to prepare to vacate office space in D.C. This, according to Richard Sauber, the special counsel uh, to the president, Uh, the documents were contained in a folder that said classified information that I shouldn't have. That was the label. Uh, it was in a no, I'm kidding. It didn't say that it was in a box with other unclassified papers. The sources told CBS News neither uh, that the, 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 they did not say what the documents contained nor the level of classification. But they say it totally didn't have nuclear secrets because we remember that was the big deal with Trump stuff, right? They were like, it's got nuclear secrets. So they're clear to point that out. It did not have that. Now, President Biden, where is that quote here? Oh, here it is. He says, quote, people know I take classified documents. So I think that that's pretty open and shut. People know I take classified documents. Oh, sorry. He goes on to say classified information seriously. Oh, all right. That's the rest of the sentence. Never mind. People, people know I take classified documents, classified information seriously. So he takes it seriously. He's not saying he takes it. He says he takes it seriously. I should have just pulled the sound bite. I take his, I take document. I knew it, Sandy Burglar. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. Pete Callender here. The Penn Biden Center is where Biden goes to get all of the pens that he uses at the think tank. That's about a mile from uh, the White House. No, it's the, it's University of Pennsylvania, UPenn. Uh, Penn Biden Center. 
And uh, it's affiliated with the University of Pennsylvania, and it's named for uh, Biden, obviously, uh, because that's uh, it's one of the perks you get. It's one of the spiffs that you get as a Democrat when you get voted out of office or you retire out of office or whatever. You land cush gigs at uh, at schools, uh, usually Ivy League schools, you know, like John Edwards, U.S. Senator John Edwards, after he, uh, who, by the way, is back in town. He's now in Charlotte. He's practicing law in Charlotte and uh so anyway, he you know he was U.S. senator. He ran as vice president to John Kerry, and then of course uh, everybody found out, quote unquote, found out about all of the scandals and stuff about him. Uh, uh, conveniently after the election, right? Then everything came out. Um, but uh, then remember, he got the gig uh, at the um, what was it? The uh, uh, UNC, right? The poverty center. He uh, they set up some poverty center, whatever. I think it well it may have been before he ran for vice president or ran for president. What was it? President? Vice President? I forget. I'm getting the timeline messed up because maybe he ran twice. I forget. But they, they, you know, they gave him a soft landing at that, that completely fabricated, quote, center at UNC because that's, that's what you get. That's the sweet, sweet perk of being a lefty is you get these cush gigs where you basically don't do anything, right? And, and I know he didn't do anything because after he was uh, back into the political fray, the whole thing shut down. So... You know, so and same thing here. You got the Penn Biden Center, and so now he's president, and they're like, "Okay, close up shop. No more think tanking here. We don't want any thinking to start occurring on site. Not that it did before, but the Presidential Records Act requires all presidential and vice presidential documents be turned over to the National Archives, according to CBS News. There are special protocols to keep classified information secure." Biden learned about the presence of the documents when his lawyer reported them to the White House counsel's office in November. A source familiar said the president is unaware of the content. Sorry, unaware of their contents. Yes, unaware of their contents or who his own lawyer is. The documents are believed to be uh, currently held in a secure location held by top men. President Trump suggested, hey, you know what? Maybe we need to raid all of Biden's homes. Maybe with a thorough search of uh, Jill Biden's closet. Sorry, Dr. Jill. Doctor. You call her Dr. Jill. Former President Trump went on to make the comments on the Truth Social platform that he owns. Incoming House Judiciary Chairman Jim Jordan wants to know what the documents are before determining whether the committee should investigate further. But he says it's always one set of rules for Trump. They literally raided his home 91 days before the midterms and a different standard Seems with President Biden. So we'll go from there. Now, I have seen uh, since this story was published by CBS News uh, that the uh, that the House Republicans have um, they have moved to investigate this now. Biden appeared on 60 Minutes in September. So September. So while the documents were being held at his think tank and he was asked for his reaction to a photo showing the documents that were recovered at Mar-a-Lago. By the way, do we get a photo of the documents recovered from Penn Biden Center? Did we get that? Have we seen the pictures all laid out on the floor with the terrible carpet, right? We seen those? No, we haven't seen it. And uh, Joe Biden told 60 Minutes, <laughs> and he went on to say how, how that could possibly happen, how anyone could be that irresponsible. And it just... Totally irresponsible. So 
So which is more irresponsible? I mean, just, I know, like maybe I'm getting a little too specific on the definition of words here, but what's more irresponsible? Is it taking documents that you believe are unclassified and are yours and you have a right to and you begin arguing with the archivist who hates your guts and you're arguing with them that, like, no, I should have these and you don't have any right to keep me from having them. I declassified them. They're mine. And so is that irresponsible? More or less so than, I don't know what documents I might have. Which is more irresponsible, really? I had no idea that this stuff was in there. Oh, really? It's about Ukraine? Like, of course it's about Ukraine. This is, of course, like, this is the same thing with, like, the special group of people at the FBI, like Peter Strzok and Lisa Page and Sussman and Baker and Comey, like, all of these same guys that are all, at Weissman, they're all at the center, right? It's like a TV show, a bad one, and they're, they're like, they're the core. They're the unit. And they're always involved in all the most highest profile cases. All of them. They're the, they're the team. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. There's always some connection with Ukraine. Like, if I didn't know any better, I would suspect that, I don't know, something's going on with Ukraine. There may be some connection here with Biden and Ukraine. Have you heard this before? Have you, like, we might want to look into this, fellas. I'm just saying. You got Biden... He went over to Ukraine, made that threat. You got the Ukrainian president chatting it up with with Trump. They impeached Trump over it. They got the Ukraine war. We're giving a lot of money. And now you got Biden and Hunter Biden's deals with Ukraine. And now he's got files on Ukraine. I'm just saying. Yeah, it's all coincidence, probably. I'll see you tomorrow. Don't break anything while I'm gone.